Welcome to Clarity and Purpose. Our world is full of people who are overworked and overwhelmed. They lose focus on what matters, struggle to find a vision for the future, and lose time with those they love. We help businesses and their teams clearly understand their purpose and help them communicate more effectively. I'm your host, James Thorne. I'm joined by my co-host, Jake Jordan. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> What's up, that was like 11 days ago, but it's the new year for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're excited to be back 2021. Hey, we don't know what's going to happen in our world, but we're excited to be here and mm-hmm. to keep bringing you incredible guests every week. But hey, we're kicking off the year. Tell, tell them, I mean, well, I guess tease them a little bit. What are we doing okay. this year? Well, we're we're trying to do more giving back, right? We're trying to, we're trying to help this uh, be a little bit better spot in 21 than, than 2020. And so we're kicking off with a couple episodes actually yeah. that are doing the same thing. They're really trying to help people help people. Right. <laughs> back here will be philanthropic. And today uh, we've got a guest that starts with an app to do that, which is pretty cool. He, you know, he talks about, you've got an app for everything in your life, but, but giving and everyone, most people are pretty giving, you know, he just wants to help people, you know, make it easier for, for, for people to, to find something that they can just give a few bucks to or hundreds of dollars to right from their phone, just like you can do everything else in your life. Yeah, no. And um, I'm excited to hear about that. And also there's a little sneak, little preview in the, in the coming in the middle that will be about our big giveaway that we're yeah. doing here at the beginning of 2021. So let's kick off our guests like we do every week. Our guest today is Jonathan Beck. He's the founder at Give List App, one app for all your giving and impact. He is a growth advisor in residence at Mucker Capital in Los Angeles. He's also a growth consultant to 40 plus VC funded technology companies. And at Mucker Capital, he's also receiving all the consulting advice of the own company he works at. So welcome in an awesome guest, Jonathan Beck. Hey, welcome in to the episode today with my friend here, Jonathan Beck. Jonathan, how you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're doing cool stuff. So we always want to get people on the show that are doing really cool stuff. So um, you are doing several things. So I'm going to let you pick where you want to start. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you're trying to help people grow and be more philanthropic, right? Yeah, I guess both. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I this a little background. So I have I work as a growth advisor at Mucker Capital. It's one of the inside of the, the leading uh, seed stage fund in Los Angeles, and they have an incubator um, that goes through. I mean, I think there's like 300 founders in the in that portfolio technically right now, and so I you know help a, a very small selection of them with their growth initiatives, and then I'm available quote unquote, for uh, people to reach out and ask me questions, basically. So there's that. And then I, I'm technically an entrepreneur in residence there as well. So I have, I'm the, I, the founder and CEO at, uh, at GiveList, GiveListApp.com. It's a, a platform for being charitable, essentially. It's a one app for all you're giving. Awesome. That sounds very, very cool. So tell me what does... Uh, being an advisor on growth initiatives mean to the layperson? Yeah. So basically, you know, at different stages of, of, of business, I guess it would mean different, but for these guys in LA, 
that are um, actually all over the U.S. Um, we I, we even got people in Canada uh, and some European companies. So it's it's really all over the at that early stage. It's essentially more so about finding market fit. Um, they have an idea. They have maybe some software, some products, and they're trying to figure out who their customer and how to acquire those at a level that's scalable at a level that they can raise money on basically it's usually mostly when it breaks like what what it really means is finding channels and paths to uh, to accomplish that with them and a lot of these guys don't know how to you know they've never run a lot of the standard channels even right yeah Uh, i'm sure i'm sure you know uh well that you know paid ads search ads or email or something like that these guys have never touched it before and and just trying to get those up and running well without getting taken advantage of by a big agency or a bad freelancer or something's really difficult so okay. uh, we help in that sense as well okay actually i just bought this and read this uh wow. that's old school <laughs> Uh, but essentially that's what you're talking about. Part of it is right. It's like you're you're helping them find that fit in the market that goes, who needs me? And is it actually a fit before they get taken advantage of by those freelancers? Right. Yeah. And, and before they run out of money, you know, know, we, we go through market mapping where we map your personas. We map who your partner personas are, competitors are. Um, what the different messaging we want to test is, the different channels we can test it in, mm-hmm. the different things we can do in those channels and, and how some might work, might not. And then try to test and iterate as quickly as possible. Okay. Help them. I, you know, I'm not actually doing any of the work. That's the, the nice piece. I guess you get to <laughs> tell them to do it. That's right. And then, advising life. Yeah. And then see what works on the back end. And for the stuff that doesn't work, stop doing it. For the stuff that does, uh, figure out how to optimize on it. So. Cool. So it, must, it must be an interesting position to be in then to be a advisor to someone who, that you are also the receiver of. So how's that work for you? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, you know, there, it, it is a, it is a funny dynamic, uh, you know, to be, a, to be an entrepreneur in residence at that portfolio and have my company probably doing a lot worse than <laughs> everyone else's companies that I'm giving advice to. Yeah. So, uh, that's interesting. You know, um, it's definitely, it's definitely been fun to see some of the portfolio companies want to come on board as users just because they appreciate the relationship that we have. So that's been nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting balance. So, yeah, it's that whole uh, the cobbler's kids have no shoes, right? Right. <laughs> I can't, uh, but mo- most marketers are horrible at marketing their own things. They're too busy doing it for other people and, uh, you know, things like that. We love to do work with organizations that are supporting a cause or a people group as a part of their business model. We want you to nominate a company that is doing amazing work for a cause or a people group. Now here's what they will win. We'll be giving away our full clarity of message and sales funnel that is a part of our work growth plan. This is the exact framework we're taking clients through in 90 to 120 days to grow their business. This includes sessions that create a clear marketing message, creation of a lead generator, 
build a sales email funnel, including three months of active campaign, a full year subscription to Business Made Simple University. That's over $10,000 worth of value in prizes. Plus, we're giving away four other prizes for the runners up. So go to quirkgrowth.com slash giveaway to nominate someone or sign yourself up if this is you. Tell us about the people you help and why you would love to grow more. We are excited to hear about all the organizations that get nominated and the ones we get to help during this giving season. What caused you to go, I want to go build a SaaS platform? I mean, it's not SaaS, but you know, that, that's yeah. the terminology people use. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, I had, uh, my background was in financial technology. We had kind of three quick, really fortunate to have three wins back to back to back. It made me look really good. Um, and the last one, or I guess the last two were, were somewhat significant. One was the first robo-advisor before Betterment or Wealthfront or any of those. And, um, and then the, the last one was a payments company that just got ranked as the ninth fastest growing company in the Silicon Valley. It's got a valuation in the hundred millions and they're just crushing it. Um, they, I think they started crushing it right after I left probably, but um, <laughs> I don't remember it feeling like we were crushing. I remember feeling like we were going to die any minute, but um, you know, those, those two experiences kind of gave me, um, I cut my teeth on growth in the Valley at the, at the time when it like growth hacking wasn't a term yet mm-hmm. and was one of the only guys in the Valley that do quote unquote growth, uh, you know, or new, you know, know what it meant but actually had some accolades to back it up which just happened to be honest to god just blessing and luck for me um and so i just kind of fell into growth consulting but meanwhile i had this whole idea in my head this this whole time i've had the idea for give list in my head for for probably 10 years maybe more where you know why is there not a marketplace tool for charitable giving there's there's a tool like in every area of my life, I have a tool that completely services my needs. Well, if I want to listen to music, I can find a song super easily. I can make a playlist. I can listen to any song I want at any moment in time. I don't have to buy it. I don't have to have a CD, you know, and you know, a lot of people might not remember some of that stuff, but I mean, that was ridiculous trying to find music 20 years ago. It was very difficult. And, um, and like same with all these other categories. In, in robo investing because like one of them you know robin hood makes it super i don't have to have a broker advisor yep. everything's super easy except for charitable giving which is actually a significant part of people's lives and a significant percentage of the population more people give to charity than invest in stocks for example mm-hmm. people don't know that right and our nation's largely religious still believe it or not and i think 60 percent and we, everyone that's a believer, a Christian in the United States subscribes to the belief that they should be tithing, mm-hmm. right? And um, they should be giving charitably and taking care of, you know, quote unquote, widows and orphans and those in prison and, and should be doing these things. And, and there's just no discovery process at all. There's no way to find who's doing a good job. What problems exist out there? Um, how do I help? You know, is my money being used well? Or what's going on? Where am I giving right now? If I have recurring donations going out right now? And, you know, so it's just kind of all these weird problems that I saw a big opportunity for and, mm. and wanted to, 
to build a product for. So uh, finally kind of got the, the, I guess I got tired enough of growth consulting okay. for other companies and just decided finally <laughs> I was going to give it a real shot. I think it's a really challenging category. So I was scared mm -hmm. of, of that. I'd much rather just do like a B2B SaaS company because it seems, you know, pretty simple. Um, simple, not simple, but a lot easier to get to meaningful revenue than like a consumer giving app. That's challenging. Okay. A little more formulaic. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, so yeah, that's kind of the genesis of it. So you say you were kind of scared of it. Is that what you mean by that? The B2B side is a little more formulaic and this is like, I'm dealing with people's feelings more directly. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of dead bodies in the giving space, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you take Google launched a product, Google called yeah. one today, right? And it fell flat on its face. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay. And like Google rarely does that fails and kills a product. Right. Sure. Um, and so it's just, it's really challenging. And I think the, for a lot of other industries, I mean, even in consumer mobile, the motivations and the different things that you're playing into as far as a marketing spectrum, is this product interesting or is it not interesting? Do people search for it? Do they not search for it? Those things are kind of relatively obvious mm -hmm. and using those to sort of crack the code on user acquisition and who your user is and where do they go and what do we say it's relatively straightforward it's difficult to to do well so you know don't get me wrong i'm not calling anything easy sure but with charitable giving it's abnormally challenging um you know people at the leading tech companies in philanthropy disagree on what the primary motivations for giving are it's fantastic it's remarkable so um i think tech people don't understand that a faith-driven believer. So I think that that's probably why. Yeah. But yeah, it's a different category, right? It's it, just like any other persona that, that you're building out for somebody or a company or yourself. Uh, a Christian believer is different than a non-Christian believer because well, people might think the motivation is the same. It's, it's really not. Uh, right. One's do, what? Well, exactly. One's duty-based, and the other one they've proven is like socially guilt-based. That's not my opinion. That's like global giving and GoFundMe board members' opinions from studies they've done, right? right? Spending a lot of money doing those studies. And it's like, yeah, people give because of social guilt. So you need to figure out how to do that on your platform. I'm like, well, I don't think wow. that, the, you know, 90% of givers that are giving religiously on a basis of income are doing it for social guilt. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I subscribe to that. Yeah. Um, and you look at other studies that, you know, at faith based, payment platforms or donor advice funds or foundations. And it, it's completely different. It suggests a sense of duty. Um, people want to give in private and secret. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. So it's not, it's not social guilt, certainly if they give in <laughs> private. So yeah. it could still be guilt though, right? <laughs> not just social. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. difficult, difficult category. Yeah. To say. So yeah. would you say that that's been your biggest challenge so far is, is cracking that nut of, of how to speak to people around that motivation or is it something else? I wouldn't say that's been the biggest challenge. No, I, I would say that that has been a challenge, but not more than in a different category. I, I think I'm versed well in trying to figure out how to do that 
right? I don't have a problem spinning up a bunch of A-B tests across different ad platforms or in, you know, in these different organic ways and, and looking at the analytics and going, okay, that works, that doesn't work, sure. right? That's been relatively straightforward and I've had enough time to think about different messaging and, and positioning and pitches. I think what's been, actually has been the most challenging for us has been um, the technology side. It's been really challenging. Um, How so? Well, there's not a real database of nonprofits out there other than GuideStars. Okay. It, they, they're in, it's an incredibly expensive database. They essentially charge $1 per API call, um, which makes it possible to do kind of like a search result type of product. But if you're going to do what we're doing, which is more of a browse experience where things are curated around themes and categories, you have to have access to all of the data, right? And so yeah. we had to build our own database with uh, the, by using the IRS data, we had to do all these different scrapes um, on these, on the, all the nonprofit websites, on their socials, organizing all the data. And I'm like kind of a data guy, but I mean, that for me was uh, beyond my capability, certainly. So that, that was challenging. Yeah. And, and is there a challenge with upkeep too, as, as far as having to read yeah, it absolutely. every year? Or? Oh my gosh, every every quarter at least. I mean, they the, the IRS basically updates every month what organizations are no longer considered tax deductible organizations. And it's it's a nightmare because a, a organization can be considered uh tax exempt, but not tax de, tax tax deductible. Uh. And and it's it, there's it's it is truly a bit of a nightmare. They change their names, they get different EINs, it's it's hectic. Yeah, I'm at 1.9 million of them, right? And then churches, for example, not all of them are 501c3s, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Separation of church and state, you can be a church that doesn't pay taxes on its donations because it's a religious institution, mm -hmm. and then just be completely off the grid, off the map on any data source, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's been interesting, too. Yeah, so then you're just hitting church lists. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm that that's, there's a lot there. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. Uh, there's a lot. It's interesting because you're building a, a platform. It's, that's trying to help people be better at something that's already complicated to start. Right. Yeah. And then you guys have to figure out a way to not only solve the problem, but to then make it easy. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so what challenge? Yeah, where do you, where are you at in that process? Do you feel like? Yeah, I think we're finally in a good spot. You know, I mean, uh, this is sort of what's the challenges on sort of like the the front end. Those would be like the challenges that I'm talking with potential investors about. You know, mm -hmm. um, on the behind the scenes, behind you know the curtain, there's been challenges on having a really good development team just mm -hmm. in general, right? Um, and that's it. That's a big challenge for every single early stage startup, right? That everyone shares that because getting a getting good developers that are fairly priced, let's call it, mm -hmm. um, that communicate well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a really difficult thing. Um, yeah. So. yeah. And so for people listening that, that are, are in that early stage, whatever that might, might mean to the, to the person, right? Um, I hear this a lot, actually. My brother does work in this area as well. He, the infrastructure will almost always, if not challenge, but bring down early stage companies. I think you've just 
described wine pretty well because it's not just enough to just have an idea and there to be a market, right? Yeah. So totally. tell me a little bit. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it, an idea is nothing. It's nothing. You know, that's maybe half a percent, and almost a hundred percent of the time, every person's idea ends up pivoting. Mm. Almost a hundred percent of the time, mm. and so it's an idea really is nothing. Yeah. To start, what it's what's really impressive to me is people's abilities to uh, acquire high-end talent, retain that talent, and basically with delusional optimism, <laughs> keep everyone believing this narrative that they're going to absolutely crush it, mm -hmm. right? Without losing themselves or their motivations personally. It's pretty remarkable to me, right? I mean, you basically have to build what a, nor a normal corporation would spend, you know, one or $2 million building with a couple hundred thousand bucks mm -hmm. and still somehow manage to, you know, feed yourself and your family. <laughs> yeah. That's and you live and lean. Well, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I think finding good developers is, is one of the bigger challenges for software companies. And the way I've done it is find um, developers that other people are going to for answers. And because developers aren't great at marketing themselves either, right? Yeah. Finding a good marketer is no problem because good marketers are marketing themselves. Good developers aren't marketing themselves at all. So you got to go where they are yeah. and see and find them shining organically on their own. Mm. And so that's what I've done. And it's when I, when I figured out how to do that is things started going a lot better. So is that like, like you'd say like GitHub or something like that? Go find people. That yeah. are doing it. <laughs> GitHub, GitLab. I really like a code mentor as mm. well. <clears throat> it's a platform for developers to make money giving other developers advice oh. and so you see you know you can find specific guys within your specific tech stack yeah. that are just rock stars right awesome. and, and i like finding guys in middle america um, personally i like guys in texas i like guys in ohio you know people guys like that that are <clears throat> they grew up with a culture that said you work hard and you do a good job not you know i don't like these you know i'm from california right and we think that everything should belong to us and that you should pay us three hundred thousand yeah. dollars to be the king of the world yeah. so you grow in trees yeah yeah exactly yeah, sure <laughs> yeah so that's i found that middle america developers um that's that's been the, the good spot for me i like the sound of that the yeah. uh so if you were talking to one of your people uh, about growth mm -hmm. as we kind of wrap things up here and you, and you could tell, you know, pretend they're listening right now. What, what's uh, a piece of advice kind of going into the end of the year right now uh, of mm -hmm. these organizations that are, they're making it, but they're, you know, they're hustling like all the rest of us. What's yeah. one piece of advice you'd give for growth going into to 2021? Oh man, specifically for growth. <clears throat> man. Um, You know, it probably changes company to company, but sure. um, I think I think there's there's a couple of things that I see every single company I work with struggling with that would probably help to some degree on growth. Mm -hmm. uh, I think one's around insights, knowing what's actually happening with the business. Um, I would say the large majority of pre-Series A companies don't have a good grip on their KPIs and their analytics. 
If you said, who's your customer, where are they coming from, and how do those different channels convert? Um, yeah. You know, how much, what's the CAC difference between those? What's the LTV difference? And they're like, what? I, I don't know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> um, and we're talking about, you know, maybe $500 to a thousand bucks on setting up analytics really well. And, you know, maybe, a you know, just Google analytics or maybe like a mix panel or amplitude or kiss metrics or heap analytics or some tool that's, you know, 50 to 500 bucks a month that gives you the knowledge you need to basically make good decisions. And I think a lot of people don't aren't don't have the data they need to make really good informed decisions. And they're just moving. It becomes reactive, mm -hmm. not proactive. Um, and if you're going to grow, you have to be proactive. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. that's one piece for sure. And then I think top of funnel um, is another one. Um, I think people typically as business owners want to end up naturally getting pulled into bottom and middle of the funnel closing yeah. the existing opportunities, chasing existing opportunities. And I think a lot of times the top of funnel gets neglected. And if your metrics are correct, if you're closing 20 to 30% of your leads, if you're generating, you know, decent MQLs and, 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 you know, if there's not a hole in your funnel is what I'm saying, um, then you should be investing in the top of the funnel still. And I think a lot of people are scared of doing that right now and in all reality you know certainly some businesses have been destroyed but i see a decent number of companies in the portfolio as well doing you know doing just fine so so yeah. a focus on top of funnel as well that's good that's good so you want to make sure you measure because you know if you can't measure it, you can't prove it and then you want to spend time talking to new customers really like people yeah. who have heard of you because yeah yeah, you can't all, you can't manage what you don't measure. Right. 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 Can't right. manage it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. And then as as far as the uh the give list side, mm -hmm. uh it's the giving season, man. So yeah. how how can people come find your app and, and use it to give? Oh, thank you. Yeah, give a little little shameless plug here. Plug in there, yeah. Yeah, let me plug it. Um, yeah, so givelistapp.com, give list app com or you can just search give list on the app store um the mobile app is in my opinion significantly better experience than the web app um hopefully that changes in about three weeks here when we push the new front end on the web app but uh yeah i mean we'll we'll be launching a corporate giving product uh here in the next couple of weeks as well so you know you can get a corporate impact page fund your employees accounts for christmas gifts you know give them 50 bucks to donate wherever they want or and be able to see all the impact stories from that and kind of a category roll up, you know, what is my company, what do my employees care about and what are we doing that kind of, so yeah. some kind of cool stuff there. Yeah. Um, so there's some exciting things in the pipeline, but for right now, you know, the, the, the best experience, is probably the mobile app. Okay. And that's on the, the Apple store right now. And then Android, uh, Android to come. Yeah. Android in, in a couple of weeks here awesome. as well. A lot on the dock. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You're, you're a busy man, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, the developers are busy men. <laughs> yeah, but you manage, right? You, you got to manage. Right. Oh, I, yeah, I am. Inspect I am what you expect, right? I'm drowning. I'm so yeah. <laughs> right, right. trying to convince yourself otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, we really appreciate you coming on today and, and sharing a little bit about the, the cool stuff that you're doing. And we appreciate you uh, helping people be more generous because we think that's, man, that's one of the best things you can do.
Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. Good to be on. Yeah, cool. So we roll out a very specific way here. Uh, so I don't know if you've picked your dance yet, but... Uh, I, I haven't thought about it. Great. Let's just on the spot then, because I haven't either. So you ready for this? Yeah, let's go. Let's roll. Yeah, All right. Well, thanks to Jonathan for showing us a really cool thing coming up in the new year um, and, and sharing kind of some super duper secret sauce, right? He's a growth advisor for one of the biggest, you know, the, the biggest one in LA, a, a growth little incubator. So yeah. what was super cool is he talks about having, you know, a path uh, and being able to measure that path so that you can make sure things are going in the right direction. Because if you know can't measure it you can't manage it is the famous saying yes so james how how are we helping people measure and 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 get that path going right yeah we came up so we put together this past year a quirk growth plan which is really the path to take any business through their journey in marketing and then through growth in their business Mm -hmm. so we're excited about it because we've come up with a course and we've done some other things to get it out there but we're launching this year. I know you've heard the ad in the middle. Um, we broke up your little podcast. But the idea is that you can sign up for our giveaway. And we're giving away a majority of that growth plan for free. Almost $18,000 worth of stuff. So just go check it out. Go to courtgrowth.com forward slash giveaway and sign up for your chance to win. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about people will meet through this too. Because we want to be a part of organizations that are making an impact in the world. So um we know this will do that but guys thank you so much for helping us kick off this year we're excited um, about all the different guests we're going to bring on we've got some exciting fun ones this month and next month so we believe when a business leader aligns their team with their message they become unstoppable